Welcome back to Keeping the Real in Real Estate with the Brittany Fritch Real Estate team here in sunny Loveland, Ohio. How's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Amazing. Great. <laughs> Yours seems a little less enthusiastic Great. than me. Great. Just well, fine. I gotta, I gotta go a little lower than Heather. <laughs> She's got all the energy. <laughs> it's true. Well, anyway, we're joined here with Brittany, Heather, and Drew again for this episode. So last episode, we were talking a lot about like branding and the personal relationships. Now, I know one of the things you've been focused on is organic growth. And one of the things that you've mentioned is like, does it make sense to buy a list? And it doesn't for you. And why is that? And why, how does that work for you? 7,000 agents in Cincinnati are doing just that. And literally 700 of the 7,000 are the ones that are selling. Right. And we do not subscribe to that model. What mm -hmm. we do is something a little bit different because we are trying to plan for five, 10, 15 years out and laying these seeds and you can buy a list, but as soon as the rates go up, nobody wants to buy a house anymore. So that business model shot to shit. So it's like, how do you develop long-term sustainable relationships? And that through um, the service work that I think Brittany does and putting the kids first, putting the teachers first, um, the people in this town that are actually going to be the one to tell other people about what we're doing. It isn't just selling a house to the guy that owns Tano. It's mm -hmm. about your reach and your influence. And that goes way outside of Loveland. Right. Yeah. So on, I was going to say, Brittany calls that the walking billboard. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. On day one, when you sold your very first house, were you ever tempted to do it that traditional model? Or were you always thinking, I'm going to be different? Oh, it's always tempting to buy the shiny new thing that's dangling in front of you like an apple. But that's what everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say as, as an entrepreneur, when you're really struggling or a new business owner, you're trying to start out, it is really appealing for somebody to be like, ooh, buy this. This is going to, you know. But I think if you go into your business with the end in mind, so why are you starting this business? Is it because you're, you know, what 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 do you want out of it? Are you building an empire, a legacy to give to your kids? Are you doing it because the the market needs it and no one else is offering this, but still, what's your end goal? Like, what's the end? So you go into it with the end in mind and then it's, okay, what makes more sense? Is it the instant gratification with this list that's gonna feed me a couple of checks right now? Or is it doing the hard thing because it's easier to do hard things if you know you're not going to do them forever? Like, for instance, she's like, hey, you're selling real estate in 2023, 2024, and then we are going to branch off of that. So, And I'm like, what? Um, but again, it goes to that loyalty, right? If Brittany says we're opening an organic hot dog stand, that's what we're doing, right? Like, <laughs> I'm in. Let's yeah, go for it. This just happens to be about selling houses now, but right. Brittany's heart and the things that are planned for her um, aren't necessarily in this zip code. There has got to be other people in this country that want to learn how to serve the community that they're in, bloom where they're planted, and really impact people in a different way. And if real estate happens to be the model to do that, great. Like to us, this is way more than a paycheck. This is way more than selling a house. This is using the gifts that God's given us to bless and enrich other people's lives. And if we happen to make a lot of money in the process, awesome. So you said something that I really love, and I love your input on this too, which is the entire bloom where you are. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you recognize where you are, where you're starting. So you find out what are you good at? What do people tell you that they admire, that they already see in you? And you hone in on those skills. 
Um, you find your niches, you find the places that you are regularly anyways. Like if you're at a bar every Wednesday night and that's what you do, then you need to own that whole bar. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter what you do, but what you're regularly doing. Um, and again, still going back to that, be careful what you surround yourself with because that will become part of your brand. So uh, you might have to cut some Choose of that wisely. out. Choose wisely. <laughs> Gotta cut some of that out. But what are what's gonna match the brand and the business that you want to build, and then go own that. So if it's the if you're if you got three boys and they're all coming up through the youth football program, you better go own the youth football program. If you are into luxury cars and that's your thing, and you have a little luxury car group. You better go own that luxury car group. They better all know what you do, um, but they should know who you are first. So if they know who you are, they admire, respect, um, look up to you and aspire to kind of be similar in the way that you live your life, they will automatically want to do business with you mm -hmm. or tell other people to do business with you because everybody wants to do business with someone who is a good person who's paying it forward and not doing things for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. They're doing things because it's the right thing to do and because they're trying to leave the world a better place. You're building an organic brand about this because you're focused yep. on the things you're already passionate about. Well, yeah. and rarely does somebody walk into a real estate office as a brand new license and be like, what up, I got eight listings. Like you come in and you don't know what you're doing. So what Brittany is saying is bloom where you're planted. Like for instance, I got a divorce, right? So I got a divorce five years ago. So my brand, about 70% of the people that I work with are women. Um, that are going through this difficult time, that are transitioning to a different phase in life. So for me, it's about her children. How do I make her kids transition from that in their school system all right? Like, that is so natural for me because I lived it. Right, it is so natural for Brittany to hang out with the basketball moms because her son's there 80 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. This is about you do real estate right where you're at. And if you don't have a clear brand, then you're absolutely going to be forgotten. So and that I think is the problem with so many agents. Like I just sell houses. Great. Like, what are you specialized in? Are, do you sell like to first time home buyers? Do you work with veterans? Like you don't discriminate, but what are you good at? What do you like? Who do you like to talk about? What do you like to be around? Because that comes out of you naturally. Right. Um, like for instance, I don't know, Jack squat about like, a lot of things but like she said luxury cars i want to fall out of my chair like bah, boring like i would never have fun in that group right yeah, but like give me a group with you know these fired up women like ready to go conquer the world or give me a circle with like a bunch of moms overwhelmed with their kids like that's where i flourish like that's where i built my business maggie we have an agent at our office she um is out of high school and she is totally in touch with those first-time home buyers and the kids of her parents friends right it's bloom where you're planted and that is how organic growth happens right it isn't just selling in your neighborhood because that's where i live like some of those people aren't even like you i mean why would they want to buy a house with you right people want to buy a house with Brittany because a she's approachable b she totally works with excellence but because they're like her, right. right? Like at her church, she goes to that church. She knows these people. And you wanna work with someone that you know, love and trust. Like these people love Brittany. They've seen her leading their Bible study. Now she just happens to be the number one business in Loveland in 2022. Hey, who's counting? <laughs> uh, just saying, right? But that's the whole thing. That's the organic part. Like at our team meeting yesterday, she was like, what is your brand? Like we are all under this brand, but Drew, he sells a lot of land. Like he does things differently because that's what he's good at, right? Like everybody is good at different things and that's the organic part. Like it doesn't feel like you're swimming upstream.
It just right. feels easier. So how do you identify your thing? I mean, you said it earlier, the kids thing, the family thing, the force is it, and how do you look around you and be like, yeah, this is going to be the people I associate with, especially since you guys both said it can be dangerous, mm -hmm. right? So how do you identify how to, what market to build in? So you start with the people who you know, who already know and trust you, right? That's how most businesses start is right. they start by selling their product or selling, providing their services to family and friends who they already know and trust that person, right, who's selling this to them. The the key to the sauce here is if you can turn those people who already know and trust and buy into you and whatever you do and turn them into walking billboards. That is the key to organic growth. If you have just a measly five people who know, respect, and trust you who will totally sell that lipstick that you're selling them or that eyeshadow or the house or whatever because they just know you. If you can turn those five people into walking billboards to their sphere, maybe they know five people apiece. So if you think about organic growth, the key to the sauce and going to that next level and being able to scale your business is to treat or to turn into um, this creating the raving fans of not just the people who know and trust you, but their people. Are they gonna, and you have to ask them too, because guess what, people don't know that they're supposed to be doing this for you. They have no idea. They just think they're supporting you enough because they're using you for their own services or buying your product from you. But you have to, I call it a mayor campaign. You have to mayor campaign these people and literally knock on the door, text, have the conversation at lunch, call them, say, hey, if someone needed a real estate agent in your life or if you caught wind when you were at work that the secretary at your office is like, yeah, look at this house, would you scream my name from the top of the mountains? Yes or no? If it's a yes, fabulous. Nurture and love and encourage that behavior. If it's a no, well, why the hell not? And can I come? Is there anything that I can do to earn Cupcakes. the yes? Right. What do I need to do to get you that point? This so, goes back to how right. terrifying it is to work with Brittany because who has the courage to do that? <laughs> well, I know, but can we just take a minute and be like, <laughs> I just want you to know if somebody like who's going to do that, right? But that's the setting expectations that she's talking about, like right. having the the um, backup of this. To to be able to go up to somebody confidently and say, are we your people, right? Like, but again, did you see how she just explained that to you? It's like, it is clear, this is what you're doing. And as a person on her team, her setting those expectations and infiltrating us with that for us to go out and do the same thing is the secret sauce, right? Like most brokers do not sit here and train and teach and nurture and cultivate these types of trainings and layers of understanding. Like most people, there is no training program. You already did that when you got your real estate license. The things that Brittany is saying and doing is so rare for her as a broker to be doing that. And I don't think that most people listening to this understand that. But the fact that she gives weekly trainings and monthly trainings and records her trainings and gives you this binder, like you've already done real estate school, but none of that matters. No one cares how many feet are in an acre, but you get here, like how do I actually share this brand with our town? That is what she spends time doing. And that I think is her secret sauce. And what's interesting, it's a long-term approach versus yeah. a short-term model, right? Mm -hmm. Buying the list, doing the calls, mm -hmm. doing all that stuff is very short-term. What you're talking about, it takes a while for mm -hmm. your five people to need yeah. to buy a house. Absolutely. You buy a house, what, every six, seven years Maybe. at most? Yeah. So you're, you're looking at that, you're, you're literally playing the seeds for a decade worth of growth, but mm -hmm. that's not happening right away. Right. That takes time, that mm -hmm. takes energy, that takes expense, that takes all of these giant commitments that most people aren't willing to do. No. No. So why do you have the courage to do that? Um, because I started with the end in mind. So I knew. We're retiring in seven years. 
five years. Five years. Okay, so that's gonna be twenty twenty seven. January fourth, twenty twenty seven. Right down right now. All right. She can do the hard thing now because it's not forever. You can do hard and scary things when you know you're not going to have to do them for the rest of your life. So I can go to someone's house and I can rake the leaves because I know I'm not going to have to go rake leaves for the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like I know that I have an end goal for me to be doing these certain things and I can do, anybody can do hard things. I mean, gosh, hello, if we're in January, we're talking about New Year, New Year, we're talking about the first quarter of the year, everybody's coming up with these resolutions and they're you know, going to do these setting goals for themselves. Setting goals for yourself and doing them and attaining them is very hard. Mm -hmm. Setting a resolution and doing them and attaining them is very hard. People can do them for short periods. That's why everybody falls off in March, right? Like they can do it from January 1st till about March and everybody's done. And that's being generous. So if you start with the end in mind, okay, this is the life that I want to live. This is the life that I want my family to live. This is the life that I want the people around me to live. And I also want to be able to live a big life and give a big life to others you can do really hard and scary things easier because you the impact and what you're doing it for in the future, not your why now. Like everybody's like, what's your why? And that was cool and great, but that's also like BNI and business cards. Stop talking about your why. It's less about your why and more about what is your end goal in all of this? Mm-hmm. What do you hope to attain at the end? Because then you can really create the roadmap and work backwards from that. Mm-hmm. If I want to retire by the age of 40, what am I going to have to do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Woo! It's going to be a lot of work. All right, strap in and white knuckle the steering wheel because this bad boy is taking off and this is what we're doing. And if I want to work beyond 40, I will. But it'll be because I want to, not because I have to do hard things anymore. And this goes to why your family and your spouse needs to be on board because you cannot drag these people, Mm-mm. right? Like, I, my life has changed because of working with Brittany and Drew. But my kids understand that you might not see mom a lot in middle school. Those elementary years might be a little fuzzy, but <laughs> uh, she was around. But by the time you hit college, by the time you go to college, it'll be paid for. I'll be there for mom's weekend. Right. Didn't you get back from the Dominican Republic on our family vacation? And Brayden said, cool. So we'll see you next spring break. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like, that's that kind of kids get in the car and you can either come to this appointment with me um, and sit in the car on your phone or you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. Like Mm -hmm. it, I don't feel bad about that because I am creating generational not just wealth, but generational like influence. I want my kids to see her mom like grit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to do the hard thing now. The really exhausting, like Brittany's mentioned a couple times, raking the leaves. Like I don't like dirt. Okay, like <laughs> tell I me more. I have no idea. Want to do that, um, but I'm willing to do all of those things and like wipe off the windowsills of the listings and do all that grind, like do the thing when you're so tired, like work seven days a week, miss the Bengals game. Like that is the thing because everything you do today shows up in 30 days. And if you have that mentality, like nothing I'm doing today, this podcast, no one's gonna even hear it today, right? right? Like everything we do shows up later. And Mm -hmm. everything that Brittany has done now is a result of when everyone thought she was nuts five years ago for opening up a business in the middle of COVID in the middle of downtown Loveland, right? Like two years ago or three years ago, like 
it doesn't show up now and i think you know having the end in mind and taking your kids on this journey with you and helping them understand like you're a part of it not just the money and the grit but like helping them understand like you know if you don't want to go to college that's cool you can be a cosmetologist you can be a welder like you can be a realtor like my kids think that like that's going to be an opportunity for them mm-hmm. um and it's true i mean i grew up and thought that the only way to get a job is you go to college for four years and then you're in debt and then like everything right now is so different for what we're creating for our children and I think that is the heart of what we're doing I mean and again it just happens to be about selling houses yeah it's brilliant getting your family involved um, making sure that your spouse is bought in your significant others bought in if you have children your children are bought in your parents are bought in whoever's important to you in your life you have to have people that are bought in and are willing to do things with you because then it makes it a little, yes, it's very hard things, but then it makes it, okay, we're going to go drive to put this sign out together. It makes it more doable because now you're spending time together, but you're still working. Hey, I'm going to prepare this CMA. Will you take a look at it with me? Like you involve your your family, the close people that are, you know, um, in your life and get them, if they're bought in and they're having fun also, then you're less likely to quit. You're less likely to throw in the towel and say this is too hard because now they're involved and you're like oh gosh well you know they're asking can i do the lockbox this time and you're like mm-hmm. sure kid there you go. <laughs> yeah. have fun yeah like you know so you make it fun you create that fomo not just for your brand but in your business as well and you involve those people who are very important to you so, so well, let's first off two questions yep first one what's your end then you keep on saying i would start with the end of mind what's your end because I know you. Uh-huh. There's no way you're going to hit 40. You'd be like, all right, I'm good. Right, like, tapping she, out now. She's Bull been crap. saying that forever. I yeah. have. Just she like has. I said, I would have an office on this corner forever. Yeah. You're okay. So you're going to retire at 40. When you're 42, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, so I have talked about a spray paint t-shirt shop on the shore of no! Florida somewhere. Okay. You got bored for this one? Is this on the business? Yeah. 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 She's this down place? for organic hot dogs, but not spray paint t-shirts. Oh! Isn't that funny? Now, we'll be the number one t-shirt shop in Florida, I'm sure. It's going to be boutique, too. It's very, <laughs> very boutique. Very boutique. So, I don't know. I will do things because I want to do them, and maybe I'm helping other business owners um, still at that point, as I am now, and helping them realize their goals and their dreams. But it will be because I want to, mm-hmm. not because any stretch of the imagination that I would have to ever again for the rest of my life. Right. And also, too, if you look at entrepreneurs, like, mm. Brittany isn't just necessarily a real estate broker. I right. think the more I've gotten to know her, she really is a creator of the things and a connector of the people. Correct. And whether or not Brittany sells houses, she's going to be successful. She right. has Drew. She has... Uh, you know, us, like her kids, like her family. But us, her kids, like me, like Heather, her child. people, <laughs> the light guy, me. Oh. Um, Steve. But I really do think, like, it, again, it isn't just about houses. Like, it just happens to be what we're doing right now. But I think the thing behind Brittany that makes her truly a blessing to so many is her servant heart and the way that she comes across to people and the way she makes them feel like they have a sign around their neck saying make me feel important today Mm -hmm. and no matter what she's going to do she's going to be successful and i hope she is because i'm probably going to get dragged onto it (laughs) um excitedly um but truly like entrepreneurs have more than one revenue stream, right? And Brittany studied a lot about this. This isn't just about selling houses right now, it might be, but you know, it's about owning properties and doing things and, you know, podcasts and books. Like who knows what's gonna come over this? All we know is that we've done something exquisite and beautiful here in Loveland to help so many people. And we are very excited about sharing that with others. Yeah. So mental health, 
-hmm. Because the the biggest issue that entrepreneurs deal with is burnout through mental health, right? Because, I mean, you're working 100-hour weeks. Your mm -hmm. kids are involved with it. Your husband's involved with it. Everyone's involved with it. Yep. How do you maintain that? Because that's not easy. That's not a good workload, right? I mean, you're right that work-life balance is a myth. But at the same time, that's a lot for you guys to take on. How do you deal with that stress? Um, Tito's? Well, I Drew, can tell, tell you. Us. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Drew. Papa oh. Drew. Drew's sitting here the whole Drew's time. Like, oh, all of a sudden he wants to let chime me, in with how Brittany you. deals with stress. Yeah, can we, this will be good. Can we flip the camera? She will hit a wall. Like, she'll hit a wall. And there'll be days where she just doesn't talk. She's just done for a couple days. So... I know when she does that, that it's basically she needs a minute, right, to regroup and to reset. And then she resets and she's good for another two months. What do those days look like? Does she just, like, sleep a lot? Does a lot she... of sleeping, um, a lot of darkness. <laughs> Game of Thrones. A lot Thrones. of non-engagement. And I just know. She doesn't tell me that, but I just know. Uh -huh. So I'm like, all right, she's just hit her point, so... Can you feel it coming? Like, can you see her needing that? Yeah, yeah, you can feel it coming. Yeah. So, anyway, it's very interesting. Well, yeah. and here's what's interesting, right? Because like entrepreneurship mindset is what you guys are talking about. It's the idea of diversify your revenue streams, build a brand organically, whatever you're selling, people are gonna buy because of who you are as a person. All that stuff is great, but what you deal with is burnout. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the yeah. fact that you guys are able to maintain this and win business of the year, and then also the Nest Dancing with the Stars Grand Champion <laughs> Mirrorball Trophy, and also have a brokerage in three years, uh, and have how many people working mm -hmm. here now, right? It's a lot. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's beyond a lot, yeah. right? So what are some of the strategies that you use on a daily to cope with that? Leveraging. Um, yeah, so you leverage. Okay, cool. You, you find um, your one and two, so you need your one and two, and you also need other people who want to live a big life and give big and want the same things um, and train them to help them so you can kind of delegate a little bit of the work so you can work 95 hours a week and then 90 hours a week and then 85 hours a week, but being very selective on who you bring on and share the keys of the Ferrari with. Um, so leverage is, is a huge one. Um, and also I'll go back to keeping the end in mind, like, God, yeah, this is burnout. This sucks, you know, like you're, cause a lot of it is, isn't fun. A lot of it is like, actually, I'm sick of doing this. And if I have to rake one more leaf, I might pound my head into a wall, mm -hmm. but I know that this is temporary. And again, if you have that end goal in mind, it's okay. This is only temporary. I don't have to do this climbing a ladder in corporate America, which is fine. A lot of people do it. Actually, 90% of America probably does it, but they now have to climb that ladder for 20, 30, 40 years before they can get to retirement age. I know I have to do these really hard things. So if I work four months out of the year, 100 hours a week, that's the same as somebody who's working the whole year, 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm just doing the really hard things really a lot quicker. And I know that the end time is coming quicker for me. I'm not going to have to work until I'm 65. So I can do this really hard thing. Um, but do have your days where you just unplug. You're just gone. Right. You just turn the lights off, turn the phone off and you nap and you binge watch and you just like take a minute and take a beat and then you get right back to it. I think if I could add, she outsources what she's not good at or yes. doesn't 100%. get paid to do. Yeah. Hi, Alex and Nick. Hey, what's media. If it doesn't bring her joy, make her money or give her like energy to do something else, like it's either getting outsourced 
It is getting delegated. She knows what she is so good at. Focus on that. This is not the time to try. I mean, we call Drew tech support. Because the concept <laughs> of Brittany doing anything with a computer or like math. Yeah. <laughs> like she talked about working yeah. the concession stand. Like that box at the end of the shift was easily over or under $100. <laughs> Standard deviation is <laughs> no nine way. hot dogs. Right. Yeah. Like no way was that thing accurate. But she made everyone feel great. Right. So Brittany is excellent when she has that like trimmed around the sides of what she's not good at um, or that makes her feel like she wants to gouge her eyeballs out. That gets delegated to other people because other people yes. are great. Yes. You know, are like those... there's people that like she has been able to bless by doing the things that she doesn't want to. Like, for instance, like since we've been sitting here, we've got this gorgeous little flower display out front. Brittany doesn't know diddly about that or she could. But does it make her feel great? Does it make her money? And does it allow her to be with her family? No. So there's someone else that she's able to bless to switch out the freaking flower display, right? Like it's, it? it's a hundred million little things like that yeah. that allow her to do what she does. Right. It's brilliant. Rooted and Joy Planters, Tiffany Cialdo. She's local, Loveland, Ohio. She's fabulous. She does residential and commercial. Perfect. We'll link her below as well. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on your free shout out for our free branding. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. So something else that goes into it and the mental, I know, the mental health thing, but, uh, you got on stage recently. You look great. You're glamorous. Gave a wonderful speech. 600 people in the audience saw you do that, right? What they don't see is the raking the leaves. Right. They don't see the hustle. Mm-hmm. They don't see you busting your butt. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell the people are looking at you and being like, man, I want to be her? Right. Um, just don't compare yourself to my highlight reels because everybody shares their highlight reels. Um, and And instead of saying, hey, I want to be like her and then try to attain the highlight reels that are marketed – have coffee with someone that you aspire to be like and say, hey, what's this really like? And hopefully that person's real and raw with you to say, hey, this is actually a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) You you say that you want this and you say that you want to be like me, but this is what that looks like. Do you really want it now? Um, so that's, that would be my advice is like, yeah, that looks glamorous and it looks amazing and it feels good to be surrounded in a room full of great people. Um, but I would say, you know, don't, um, try to attain someone else's highlight reels. Cause that's the only thing you're seeing in their life or their business. You're not seeing the failures. You're not seeing the things that keep them up at night. You're not seeing the lost time with family. You're not seeing anything like that. So, you know, have coffee, schedule a lunch date, go out with that person that you would like to be like, um, maybe you're, maybe you have a coach, maybe you have a business coach, but I would, I would challenge everybody to, instead of just talking to your business coach, how about you come up with the top three people that you admire and aspire to be like, and try to get some kind of time, whether it's five, 10, 15 minutes offering to work for them for free, (laughs) picking up any innuendos that you can to just learn what does, can I shadow you for a day, anything, and let me work for you and I'll work harder than any of your paid employees because I just want to learn what this is like. And then you'll know ultimately if that's really what you want. A racehorse doesn't have on blinders for no reason. They are supposed to run their own race and stay in their own lane. Brittany is exceptional in her own lane. You know, like she does not try to go over here and be like this person and go over here, right? Like you can't chase two things at one time. Mm -hmm. So you are in your race and she's running her race right now. And that's why it's working out so well. She's not trying to compare herself to this person or this person. She is literally running the race in front of her at this current season. We don't know what she's going to do when she's 40, 45, 50, 55. Who even knows? But right now, this is where God has told her to bless people. She's doing that. And I believe that we are all sitting here going, Oh, and that's just the fruit of being obedient. 
Thank you so much for listening today to Keeping the Real in Real Estate with the Brittany Fritch Real Estate Team here in sunny Loveland, Ohio. If you have any questions, please reach out. Information is below.